Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, in today's episode we're going to be looking at Psalm 12, and this is a very short psalm, uh, and it serves both as, I would say, an observation of just life and of human nature, but also as a direct challenge to us as God's people, I think. So if you have time, if you're in a place where you can safely do so, as in you're not driving a car or anything right now, go ahead and pause and read Psalm 12. As I said, it's pretty brief, but I want you, if you can, to sort of have that in the background of your mind as we discuss this. This is a Psalm of David, and in a nutshell, what David is lamenting in this Psalm is that it just frankly seems that there are no godly people left, that everyone is, at the end of the day, only out for themselves, that they're only looking out for their own gain, and that even though they they might say the right things, they might appear on the surface as if they are godly or as if they are seeking after God, as if they're loving their neighbor, that they are all soon proven to be liars or just flatterers, people who just tell people what they what they think those people want to hear, but they don't really mean it. And when it really counts, when it really comes down to it, they can't be trusted. They can't be counted on. Now, I just want to stop and ask for a second. Does that remind you of anything? Maybe our, our world today, for instance? It sure seems like these last few weeks of Psalms and Proverbs have been just absolutely on point. And I think part of that, honestly, is that there's probably nothing special about our time in which we live. I think that a lot of this is just human nature, that a lot of this has unfortunately been true at just about any point in human history that you could you could possibly be. And so I don't think it's so much that it's somehow especially true right now, just that we happen to also, like most people, be living in a time where... There's just a lot of godlessness, and so we can look around and we can find ready examples of these things, and we can identify with people like David when they ask the question, honestly, is there anyone left who, who loves God and who, who does the right thing? I mean, even, even within Christian circles, we don't even have to look outside at the world so much, but in just this last year, I could name, I won't, but I could name specific Christian teachers worship leaders, prominent pastors who seem like it seems like every week someone in that sort of a role or leadership position is just constantly being exposed for some pretty massive moral failures or they come out in a secular magazine and talk about how they decided that they they renounced their faith. They never really believed it after all. And it just seems like that is happening more and more and more uh, as as the the weeks and months and years go by. 
And so in that way, I think we can look just like David at our world and go, good grief, is there anyone who really believes this anymore? Is there anyone who's actually committed to God? Or is this all just lip service? Is this all just cultural Christianity? But I'm glad, I'm so glad that David doesn't stay there because just like in Psalm 11, just like in Proverbs 11, about halfway through, the focus shifts from the present circumstances and just how awful everything is, and it shifts to the Lord. And can I just say thematically, not only is that a pattern that we've seen over the last several weeks, but just in general, that is the right answer. It's always the right answer. And so that's why I think we see it so much in scripture is things are terrible. Everything's awful, but the Lord. And if we can just remember that, I think it'll go quite a long way to helping us cope with any circumstance that we happen to be facing and just to, to get a grip and a, a peace about whatever the current circumstances happen to be. And so in verses five through eight, the focus once again shifts to the Lord. And David's encouragement here is that, you know what, even if no one else is faithful, even if there is no one else that can be counted on and can be trusted, the Lord can. The Lord is faithful. And that alone should make us thankful, I think, that our ultimate trust isn't in men, that our ultimate trust isn't in a particular person or leader or pastor or teacher or or whatever, that our hope is ultimately in the Lord himself. It makes me thankful that because of what Jesus did, that we have that direct access to God. I don't have to go and have a relationship with God that's mediated through a man who's fallible, who's prone to moral failures, who's prone to lapses in character, who's prone to walking away from his faith, that I can go directly to the Lord who is always faithful and who never, ever changes. And that said, I want to sort of turn this a little bit and look at it from a different perspective, because as encouraging as that should be for us, it should also challenge us as believers to be the exception to what we all, I think, can agree on that we see in our world today. There is so much compromise out there. There is so much double standards and hypocrisy out there. The challenge for us is to be different. The challenge for us is to be the exception to what David saw in this passage. Is there anyone left? And to be that one person who may be the only person who will raise your hand and say, yeah, I'm here. I'll be faithful, even if it costs me everything, that we should be that example in our world and that we should follow the Lord and be willing to follow the Lord no matter what the personal or professional or social cost of that might be. Jesus certainly didn't hold back, and he certainly didn't consider the social cost or the professional cost or the personal cost of coming and laying down his life and dying a horrific, torturous death for you and for me. And so if we are going to 
to even begin to express our gratitude and our thankfulness for what he has done for us, one of the best ways we can do that is to uh, pray for the strength to be able to stand fast in difficult times and that we will be able to have honestly the privilege and the honor of being able to suffer and to to stand up and to suffer loss for the sake of being a Christian. Uh, as Peter says, not because we've done something that deserves punishment. Where's the where's the honor in that? But if we suffer because we're Christians, if we suffer for no other reason than that we follow Jesus and we aren't going to compromise that, then that is very honestly my friends, a blessing. And it's something that we shouldn't shy away from if and when the time comes. And and truthfully, I think that it's coming probably sooner than any of us would like to believe. But there you go. I think it's coming. I think it's happening and will be happening very soon. And so the question is, will you be one who stands up in that time? Will you be ready? I hope you will be. 